Michael Kopech threw another beauty on Wednesday, another outing worthy of a museum. White Sox had a huge fourth inning. The offense managed to be patient, have productive outs, and be effective with runners in scoring position. Romy Gonzalez stayed hot, and the White Sox are chipping away in the AL Central with a big four-game series set to kick off in Detroit. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Locked On White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day our Chicago White Sox take on the Detroit Tigers on Thursday Lucas Giolito is on the hill catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search White Sox our Chicago White Sox how about it they are now 21 and 30 uh, five and a half games back in the AL Central Sox beat the Guardians on Wednesday, six to nothing. Sox are now seven and two during this 13 game stretch against the AL Central. Uh, they have won three series in a row. Wow, what a performance from Michael Kopech. Wondering was, how was he going to follow up what he did in the previous start? It was just another gem. If you didn't watch it in real time, hopefully you caught the highlights. You watched an encore in NBC Sports Chicago. Maybe he even rewatched it. Uh, it was that good. Kopech is the first pitcher in White Sox history to complete back-to-back -back outings of seven-plus innings, uh, two or fewer hits, and nine-plus strikeouts. White Sox took advantage of Quantrill when he lost control and made it hurt during the fourth, uh, scoring five runs. Uh, so prior to the game, some, some news here on Luis Robert Jr. Sox gave him a day off after injuring a quad muscle near his right hip on Tuesday. Uh, Pedro Grafol said, uh, Thursday, I'm expecting to be ready to play, but that they'll adjust if he's still feeling any issue. Uh, Grafol said Clint Frazier played center field uh, in AAA, and their reports indicated he could handle it. Someone's got to step up. Uh, yet Oscar Colas is still in uh, AAA, Seems to be hitting fairly well these days. Uh, he also, not only is he going to play right field, but he took a lot of reps in spring training in center field, preparing just in case there was a situation with Luis Robert. Colas seems to be staying down there uh, for the time being. Uh, on being five and a half games back of the Twins, this is what Pedro Grafol said, uh, we've got to worry about ourselves. Uh, we're 10 under 500, uh, now nine. And we're not going to make the playoffs 10 games under. So I think that's a healthy mentality. 
that makes sense. Hopefully he's, you know, continuing to preach that to his players, coaching staff uh, as well. Everybody's on the same page. Can't do anything about what has happened in the past. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look at where, where we're at in the standings. Don't even look how many games we are under 500. It's the here and now uh, as they move on to Detroit. Uh, this ongoing saga of Tim Anderson. What is going on with this guy? When is he going to catch fire again? Uh, entering Wednesday's uh, finale, uh, last seven games, slashing 192, uh, 222, 192, five hits, one walk, one RBI, four strikeouts. Uh, T.A. still has zero home runs in the season. Uh, this is what Anderson said to Sox beat writer Scott Merkin recently. Everyone around knows my work ethic and knows the goals and the focus. I'm nothing but one swing away from setting this stuff on fire. It's always having that mentality and playing that game where I might look like trash right now, but at the end of the day, I'm the best player on the field every time I step on the field. I think everybody knows that. It's just about giving it time to click and just more uh, so understanding the game. This is just a moment for me to continue to keep learning and keep growing. As you get older, there's always switch. Uh, right when you think you know something, you don't. It's one of those things I'm going through, and I'm going to keep grinding it out. I'm not going to quit. It's just part of the process. It's something I'll look back on and hopefully be laughing about. Sometimes when you come out of the injuries, you want to get it going and you are searching for that hard contact, searching for that barrel. At the end of the day, you have to get a good pitch. Moving forward, just be patient. Uh, T.A. got a pitch. Uh, he got a good hit. Uh, it was a big hit on Wednesday. RBI single in the third. It was essentially uh, the game-winning run. Hopefully, he can build on that now moving forward. Uh, year of Jake Berger, uh, maybe just maybe the first couple months uh, of the season, uh, we're, we're calling it that. But uh, again, I did not anticipate talking about Jake Berger this much uh, during spring training. Uh, it has been an unbelievable story so far. Finding ways to get Jake Berger uh, into the lineup as Aloy Jimenez will be coming back. I feel like, uh, you know, maybe next week uh, during that homestand, uh, we'll see. But uh, it's happening. And what are we going to do about Jake Berger? Talk of maybe the outfield, maybe at second base. Uh, Berger talked about his struggles on Tuesday, and Grafal weighed in on what's going on uh, with Jake Berger. Uh, so Berger was 0 for 5 on Tuesday. Uh, this is what he had to say. It's almost therapeutic to go down to the cage and get the frustration out a little bit. It was one bad game, and it won't be the last of my career. I feel good. You move on. That's the beauty of having a six-month-old. He doesn't care if you go 0 for 5 or 5 for 5. Uh, he was smiling at me on FaceTime. He gives me that perspective of what this is really for. Uh, Jake Berger worked at second base during the 2021 offseason and said he played a half dozen or so games at Charlotte there. He is working with Coach Eddie Rodriguez around the bag now. Uh, growing up, you see Dan Ugla over there, Mike Moustakis, Max Muncy, some power guys at second base. I enjoy learning a new position. It's going to be a learning curve. Uh, this is what Grafol had to say. 
If I feel it's going to help us win, I'm going to do it. He's done it before. He looks okay over there. But we'll keep him in the infield, play some third, first, working out at second. Looks pretty good over there. Yeah, just don't hurt us at second base, Griffol said. We don't need to make spectacular plays or great plays. We need to make the routine play and execute fundamentals and pitch and swing it. Um, so uh, looks just okay over there. Uh, don't worry about making those spectacular plays or even great plays. Just be serviceable. We don't need to worry about the defense. Uh, that bat will make up for it. Uh, seems very reactionary, uh, which is the White Sox way. Uh, it's been like that this past offseason, the last few seasons, I would say. I really don't think the White Sox prioritize defense. Uh, I don't. Just get a bunch of guys that can hit, and we'll figure out the defense later. Uh, you know, we'll learn on the fly. We'll we'll train them, you know, in season. Uh, we'll get them ready to go. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a, uh, a, a great mentality, a great process, but that's where we're at right now. And with all this talk, you just know it's going to happen. I mean, Jake Berger is going to play second. They've been talking about it. If he's taking reps, uh, they're planning for it. Uh, so expect that to happen. And again, you know, I don't think they really mind it. They, I think they're thinking, look, just, you know, be a little bit more than a warm body out there. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass us. Uh, hopefully your bat makes up for, you know, anything that happens in the, uh, at second. But my worry is that he might injure himself trying to do too much at second covering, you know, a, a vast area now, uh, now that the, uh, you know, the shift is banned. So, uh, we will see, but expect Jake Berger there at second base eventually. Uh, Michael Kopech was brilliant again and now has put back-to-back -back starts together that are making everyone notice. Uh, Sox had one big inning, but it was really Tim Anderson that got it all started. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, uh, these shorts and pants, absolutely amazing, perfect uh, for this warm weather. Uh, look better, feel great wearing bird dogs. Uh, so comfortable. Their stretchy fabric makes your legs look great and they're comfier than any other shorts and pants that I own. Uh, versatility, you know, you can, you can have the freedom to wear a pair uh, of these shorts, uh, pants on the golf course to a meeting, hanging out with friends, go to a Sox game, uh, doing yard work, uh, just hanging out at home, whatever it is you are doing. Uh, you will be able to wear these. They are uh, absolutely fantastic. And with the warmer weather uh, here in Chicago and probably wherever you are listening, uh, you're going to want some of these Bird Dog shorts. Head over to their website, uh, birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter promo code MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler uh, with every order. The White Sox face off against the Detroit Tigers on Thursday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, Southsiders took care of business in that series finale. 6-0 against the Guardians in Cleveland, a place that has been difficult to play in over the last several years. Uh, the psycho psychological stuff that was going on with Michael Kopech heading into uh, Wednesday start, I can't imagine. You know, here he is coming off just a brilliant outing uh, last week. 
some pressure maybe on him. But from what I saw on Wednesday, it seemed like he just completely had faith and confidence in his stuff. There was no wondering or worrying of, you know, will the pitch land in the spot, you know, that I want it to be at? Uh, you know, will I lose control? Will this ball go flying somewhere? Uh, you know, how am I going to handle uh, being, uh, you know, behind in the count, all that kind of stuff. It didn't seem like he was worried one bit. He just took his stuff and he went right at uh, the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, it was impressive. And now to put two of these starts together in a row, it's got everybody really turning their heads and thinking, what could be now uh, the rest of this season? We'll go bottom first. Uh, Kopech struck out Quan on a full count. Head Rosario 0-2. Uh, Kopech, like other White Sox pitchers, going upstairs uh, when they had two strikes on a hitter. Uh, then he froze Rosario with a breaking ball, went after Jose Ramirez while behind in the count, got him to pop out. It was a very sharp inning, 13 pitches. Uh, top of second, nothing doing for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, they were six up, six down. Uh, you're wondering, where is this patience? Where are, you know, seeing more pitches? When will this be happening? Uh, Grafol has talked about it in the past and how it's a process. And uh, it just hasn't uh, hasn't been clicking. I feel like the Sox have been uh, really quick with their at-bats lately. Not a ton happening offensively for the White Sox uh, in Wednesday's game. Really just two innings. Bottom of second, Kopech not messing around. Working quick. Uh, struck out the first two in the inning, a lively fastball. That thing was 97, 98, even 99 with some late pop. It just looked like traveling to uh, the hitter. It took off the last few feet. Uh, he had, oh, yeah, it was 0 2 on Arias. Struck him out on a fastball. Arias has been dangerous against the Sox lately. Just really blew him away. Uh, I mean, you know, did not miss a beat from his previous start. He was just pumping the zone. Uh, top of third, uh, Frazier walked, then stole second. Uh, so you got man on second, nobody out. And Romy Gonzalez quickly grounds out to the left side. No chance for advancement. I was just saying, look, if this is the way this uh, afternoon is going to go, the Sox are in a world of trouble. Uh, Sebi struck out on a breaking ball. Uh, then you had Tim Anderson stepping up, coming through in the clutch. Base hit, RBI, one nothing. Sox. Uh, bottom third, first pitch strikes. It was huge for Michael Kopech. He was doing a devastating fastball and a knee-buckling breaking ball. Zero hits, zero walks, six strikeouts through three. Uh, top of four, here we go. White Sox got at it. Uh, Mankata with a walk. Andrew Vaughn hit one, I mean, through the third baseman, it looked like. Uh, so first two on, nobody out. Sheets walked, bases loaded, nobody out. Got to make it hurt here. Uh, Berger with a sack fly, which was good to see, a productive out. Mankata scored, so two nothing sacks. Frazier with a base hit, sacks packed with sacks. Romy, again, a two-run double back-to-back -back games for him. It was 4 nothing White Sox. Uh, sacks going by way of Romy once again. A wild pitch brought home the fifth run. A sack fly by Sebi, the second of the inning. Uh, Romy scored 6 nothing White Sox, mercy. Five runs, 
Sacks took advantage of free passes and had productive outs. So that's the patience that was waiting for. It paid off in that inning. Uh, bottom of four was wondering how Michael Kopech would respond. It was a lengthy inning. He had to stay in the dugout. You know, would the mentality of having a six-run lead change his approach at all? But he went right back to work. I mean, nasty slider, getting ahead in the count. 55 pitches after four. Kopech was perfect. Uh, we'll go bottom five. First hit for Cleveland. Of course, it was Josh Naylor, and it was a broken bat single uh, to lead it off. A double play got him out. Kopech still faced the minimum at this point. Uh, top of six, nothing doing for White Sox offense. Bottom of six, 65 pitches on his arm. Uh, leadoff single, uh, second in a row now for the Cleveland Guardians. Kopech was sitting around 95 miles per hour. Lots of confidence in that fastball. He was pumping it in. Kind of a, here it is, see what you can do with it. Trusting his stuff. Trusting that his stuff is good enough to overwhelm the Cleveland Guardians. And then he would drop that slider to just freeze Cleveland hitters. Uh, it looked like he might have got a little tired. He walked Quan only at 82 pitches, though. Rosario grounded out, so no damage done. Uh, we'll go bottom seven. Kopech back out there, quick inning, just absolutely impressive. I mean, if you're a fan uh, of watching pitching, I know that sounds weird, but I, you know, I used to pitch uh, high school, a little bit in college, uh, and I just really enjoy it—the process of pitching, you know, the the art form of it, not throwing, but pitching, you know, from from pitch to pitch, and and how the count changes, and uh, you have to change and you know, as you go through the lineup a couple times and how to keep hitters off balance. And uh, when you've got good stuff and you and you have the confidence and you know it, that is fun to watch out of a pitcher. And Kopech had that, had it, you know, last Friday uh, and had it on Wednesday. And again, it just gets me very excited. We've been waiting for this kind of stuff from Michael Kopech. Something is clearly uh, just unlocked and uh, I, I hope it continues. Wow, what a... What, what a weapon he can be if this continues. Uh, we'll go bottom eight now. Uh, now uh, we went to the bullpen. Lopez comes out. Uh, Jimenez trying to stretch a single into a double. This was bizarre. Cleveland was down by six. And Jimenez, who's got some wheels, hit one in the right field and tried to stretch it into a double. I You know, I'd wait, man. You, you need to just get base runners right now. You, you got to get some runs. Uh uh, and Frazier was in right field at the time and completely nailed uh, Jimenez. It was really bizarre. Cleveland went quietly the rest of the eighth. Uh, we'll go bottom nine. Lambert was in, and uh, he made quick work of the Guardians. Game over. Series won by the White Sox. That was three in a row. Kopech's final line on Wednesday, seven innings. Two hits, zero earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts. His ERA has dropped. It is now 4.24. He threw 92 pitches on Wednesday. Uh, Kopech dominant in two straight starts. White Sox starters have been more than serviceable. I mean, this is exciting to watch. White Sox starters have pitched to a 2.36 ERA in their last 13 games. Now, if you go back a couple seasons, uh, 2021, Sox won the division, of course, but at the beginning of the year, dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, and 
you know, as a fan base, me particularly, I was like, yeah, they're kind of just mediocre. They're just floundering right now. And how are they going to survive all of these injuries uh, to these offensive weapons that we thought we were going to have? It was pitching. It was starting pitching. Uh, it was absolutely that dominant that kept the Sox in it uh, until we got our guys back healthy. And that's what I've been waiting for. Uh, from the Sox team. How was it going to turn around? It was going to turn around if the bullpen got right and if our starters could start figuring it out, going deep into games, limiting the damage. Both of those things are happening. Starters getting the job done, not just getting the job done, turning in stuff like Kopech is turning in what Cease did uh, the previous game. Uh, It's been fun to watch. Bullpen, you had Lopez and then Lambert on Wednesday, two innings. Two hits, zero runs, zero walks, which is just great to see. Uh, three strikeouts. Sacks offense, six runs, four hits, uh, one extra base hit. It was Romy Gonzalez with that two-run double. Sacks were three for six with runners in scoring position. Scored one run in the third, five in the fourth. Uh, Berger talking about him, how to get him into the lineup. Uh, with Aloy maybe coming back, you know, next week we'll see. Uh, Berger was 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts. Uh, he did have that sack fly RBI, but seven strikeouts in the last two games. Uh, again, his his splits, road and home, have been very different. But I thought they brought this eye pitch uh, program uh, with them so he could use uh, on the road now. And I, I, I don't know, maybe some tweaks need to happen to that eye pitch. But hey, it happens. You have a couple bad games. You have a bad series. Hopefully he can flush it, as Pedro Grafol likes to say. Uh, and we need him in this big series against Detroit. Uh, the Tigers, uh, they find themselves in second place in the AL Central. Sox need a big series, and it starts with Giolito on Friday. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app, just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses. So you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. All right, the White Sox visiting Detroit. It starts on Thursday. Giolito on the mound to kick the four-game series off. Uh, This is the first meeting with the Tigers this year. Detroit, uh, they are 21 and 25. Kind of surprising. They're probably looking around being like, really? Uh, The AL Central is going to let us do this? Uh, They are second place in the Central right now. Uh, White Sox were 12 and 7 against the Tigers last season. Lucas Giolito 
six and six with an ERA of 4.46 and 126 strikeouts in 19 appearances against the Tigers in his career. Uh, Lucas Giolito pitched against the, the Detroit Tigers five times last season. Uh, two of the outings were in Detroit, uh, combined eight and two-thirds innings, five hits, five walks, one run, 11 strikeouts. Uh, Lucas Giolito's last outing was against the Kansas City Royals last Saturday uh, at home, of course, six innings, six hits, one earned run, and it was a first-inning home run. He settled down after that, uh, one walk and four strikeouts. So the one thing I've always wondered about uh, starting pitchers is if they watch you know, what, what a pitcher has done uh, before them. And they say, I, I want to do that. And I want to one up it, you know, that got me motivated. What you did out there. Uh, I, I want to rise to the occasion. I want to keep this string going because it's very clicky, you know, pitchers hang out with pitchers and relievers hang out with relievers and all that kind of stuff. And, and the pitchers talk, they know, and, and they're saying, you see what I just did out there? You know, you're up next. And, I think there's some pride in that. Uh, Giolito is going to want to keep this going, uh, not only for you know himself, for, but for the team. So we'll see what he's got. Uh, I, I've been I've been really surprised how how he has thrown uh, as of late. Talked about the numbers of the White Sox starters. That is a difference maker. Uh, Guillen said it in uh, the post game on NBC Sports Chicago. Pitching, 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 and I, I'm a believer of that. A good pitching will always beat good hitting. Uh, and you got to have pitching if you're going to go anywhere. And if you're going to climb out of the hole that they created, you've got to have starting staff going in the bullpen sacks of both of that happening right now, hoping it continues on Thursday uh, in Detroit. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at a Lockdown Sacks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get any questions, comments uh, into our for our mailbag episode. Hopefully coming up soon, we're due. Or I'll just sprinkle some questions in. Uh, LockdownSocks at gmail.com is where you can get uh, all those questions in. Uh, Socks take on the Tigers in Detroit. Uh, on Thursday, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM and the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, each and every day. Hey, everydayers, uh, on the next episode, I will recap Lucas Giolito's outing. Hopefully, be talking about a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox.